Good morning, good morning, good morning. <laughs> this is an episode of Channeling Amelin. Today is Sunday, June 20th. It's Father's Day. Happy Father's Day. Oh, this is an organic process created by me for me in a way to align with my highest expression of self. I started the podcast for accountability so I'd show up and just keep doing my inner work. And now I continue it because the benefits show and I'm hoping that I can inspire other people to find their own process for inner work. I do not believe that there's one way that we all should just get in line and follow, um, but I do believe that each of us need to find a way to align with our highest expression of self and be able to create our lives rather than be in this stuck illusion um, that we have no power or um, purpose <laughs> or play in our existence. So this Sunday I'm doing it um, before I go see my family. The interesting thing is like, so the Brellas are a big family. There's, you know, five of them just in siblings, but then spouses and all that. But then where do you all meet? Because everybody wants to host now. And so it's a matter of, okay, we're going to go there. We're going to go there. We're going to go there. It's, it's very interesting um, deciding when you're so used to being one unit, where you're going to go if people have different plans from that unit. I'm sure it happens all the time in community. But um, I think I'm going to go to my sisters. No disrespect to my brothers, but... He hosts a lot and she doesn't, so I'm going to head out to her house today and hopefully everybody will show up there. It's a gamble. <laughs> if we all make it to the same event together, but that's what I'm hoping for. Um, and then tomorrow, my daughter is coming into town, so i got to pick her up at the airport. And then, ooh, it's going to be a busy week. Uh, lots of stuff happening, so... I got to do my centering today, my podcast, my 48 Laws of Power, um, did some on Friday and on Thursday. On Thursday, I did some, and then I talked to my friend on Friday, Teresa, and she wants to use them for her um, sound adventure, her Zoom call. And I'm like, mm, they're not polished because I did them for me. I didn't do them for others. So when I do things for me, I don't worry about, you know, is it short, concise? Is there a flow? How does everything, you know, look presentation-wise? I just do it, right? It's just raw intention and creation in the moment without worry about the final product. But when somebody wants to use my work, then it's a matter of, oh, well, let me go clean it up. So I'm going to clean up the first three laws to make them as short as possible with as much depth um, as possible in just how we can avoid monopolizing humans, right? Or, or so the 48 laws of powers is how humans use humans. And, um, I'm trying to go into each one and see if there's a different possibility. And I'm doing that for my community for teens and young adults, but I understand it could be very helpful to any community or even individuals, um, to be aware of how the world old stories work and how we can flip to play that infinite game, you know? Um, so that's what I got coming up. What else? I got a lot of stuff running in my head. 
the um, avatar I got back and it just made me think about what possibilities and where are we right now and how do we get there and um, I don't have right answers. I just have lots of possibilities in my head that, that swirl for a couple days and then it's like, all right, make a decision. Um, the thing is, is that when I'm building this community, I'm looking out into the world for what is um, in alignment with my vision. So I'm trying to do it from the inside out, right? I already saw the end product a um, hundred years down the line. And I'm trying to reverse engineer it by, based on today's technology and say, okay, does this technology have the potential to get to that place that I've seen? Um, and a lot of the technology is just not even there <laughs> yet. It's almost like um, comical, like we're young toddlers, you know, with our technology. And then where we're going to be going is obviously to the adult stage. And, and that's much more advanced and um, mature in our way of understanding technology, using technology, and creating even more possibilities with that technology. But right now, we're just little toddlers creating stuff and breaking things and making a mess, pretty much. <laughs> But I'd love to connect with others who are playing that game as well. All right, so let's just go right into my process and see what comes up today. I don't have to keep a time frame, and I'm realizing the less that I ramble, the more I can get in and do the work. I think that the rambling helps me just kind of find a center, you know, like, all right, where am I? I just talk it all out, and then I can get in. But I don't need to do that as much. So um, let me explain my process. Also, in all these podcasts of explaining the process, that is becoming what I'm offering, right? There's this way that has worked for me. Let me offer it to the world as a model that may work for them. I don't think that it will be exactly the same process, but again, little nuggets of wisdom in my process could help others in honing their own, in creating and, and refining their own process. So here's what I do. I use visualization, imagination, and creativity. That's just the way my brain works. I like to let my brain f have free reign, right? <laughs> Whatever shows up is what shows up. So this is a game to me. I just allow. Um, I do still tend to resist uh, in the game, but I think that's part of my personality is the more that I do the work, the more that I realize there's a part of me that just likes to resist for resistance sake. It's like that teenager that just doesn't want to do what she's told just because she's told. She wants to do the opposite until she finally feels as if she's decided to do what she was told to do, right? Even though it might have been the right answer at the beginning and I was being helped out. I'm like, no, I don't want to live your life. I want to live my own. Let me discover it on my own. I know it's a lot more work, but resistance is just part of my experience. Um, so here we do. I here we do. Here I go. I use imagination, um, creativity, and visualization using the the picture that my daughter drew on the cover of the podcast, it is a tree. And then you see that I'm sitting in the middle of the tree, right, in the center. And out of me come the roots of those trees, and they ground into the earth. Now, that signifies my understanding of why I exist as a human being. Because if this is a game, and I don't know why I'm playing, I could get frustrated and not want to play anymore, 
right? I could start to believe that um, the game is life rather than life as a game. And um, those roots give me my foundation. So here's what they stand for. Why do I exist as a human? Well, life has its own, you know, oh, I don't know, trajectory. I don't have to do anything to live. I got DNA that replaces my cells and keeps my heart beating and knows what height I'm going to be and, and knows how to process my food. And I, somehow this being knows how to live. So I start with that, like I kind of compare myself to nature, all that exists. How did that life know how to express? I have that in me too. So my role as a being is just to express that which flows through me. Okay. So I'm expressing that which is coming with this life form, you know, and like I said, like this life form, Amalyn, in, in, I guess, the programming as it stands today is extreme joy and, and bliss and, and future visions and difficulty in being in the here and now and the present moment and um, resistance to being, to being, to go on a journey where I'm not um, choosing it. Um, <laughs> I still have this, uh, lack of confidence in my own being to connect with others. Um, so there's these certain things that I, that I, that hold within my expression and that's what I express. Now, those are the ones that I was saying, the limitations, but I mean, just being joy, high energy, always play. I mean, being in this flesh suit and mind and heart is not a, a curse by any means. It definitely is a joy, but um, expressing all that is in the contrast to the greatness and the not so greatness. That's the first thing I do is I just express what's coming through this life form in emotions and actions and thoughts and all of those. Um, the other thing that I do is grow, right? Just like the trees, just like every animal, um, we grow, we adapt to our environment. We're constantly evolving. So it's my responsibility as a being to make sure that I'm adapting with my environment. Now, I like to express myself more in my mental aspects than I do just my flesh suit. So a lot of my evolution has to do with like the way society is changing. So we used to be very authoritarian, right? Our society was like, you know, step in line, do what you need to do um, to toe the line, I guess. And now it's very much in more independent and more considerate and compassionate about the spaces that we allow for everybody to have that kind of expression. So growth. I'm always growing to evolve with my surroundings. And then finally is to contribute. Humanity realizes its potential together, connected, not in individualization. Isolation kills humanity. So um, I'm here to connect with others, do my best to contribute to uh, moving humanity forward, to connecting with other people who are on my same journey, to... Um, receive and give back in, um, the circles of what I call my soul family or, or, you know what I mean? The, the people that I've chosen to progress through life with, 
Um, yeah, so that's it. So I'm here as a human being to express, to grow, and to connect. That's it. As long as I'm doing that, I'm living this life, you know, playing this game. And then from there, um, how do I want to live that life, right? How do I want to play that game? And I use the skill of unconditional love. And unconditional love is basically understanding that things just are. Beings are just are. We are not in control of them, right? Just because we desire something to be different doesn't mean it's going to show up that way in reality. It just is. And, um, and when we start from that place of it is, it's almost honoring this divinity of life, right? Like, gosh, how did I get all the instructions within my body that I need to exist, to live, to flourish? Well, every other human has that too. So unconditional love is just saying it is what it is. When you interact with another human being, or it's not even just humans, it's it's everything. Like we are one connection. You're connected to everything. Even this, you know, Ottoman, there's <laughs> there's some way that I have a relationship to what is. And my goal is for it to be unconditional love, which just means allowance. It is. And then from there, I can respond. Because if we don't allow things to be, and we believe we should be controlling them, there's a resistance energy, right? I, I come up to something that exists, and my immediate um, response is to stop it from existing, <laughs> even if it's only in my mind. And um, that just takes a lot of power away from everything we were already given. We're, we're how do you say it? We're... Um, we're focusing on limitations is what we're doing. When we only allow that which we want to exist and not everything in its completeness, then that is a facade. It's a game that we play with our ego. And then it just creates a lifetime of resistance. And with resistance comes frustration and anger and sadness and confusion and all these other things. So if we allow, which is unconditional love, then we have emotions of compassion and empathy, and tolerance, and we understand that there's enough space for everybody. But again, when we're coming at it with, it should not be, then we believe that there's not enough space and we have to control what's happening in all spaces. So that's unconditional love. It's a skill that can be learned. I was, I did not have unconditional love <laughs> before. I learned that from Teresa because I really did believe that, you know, what I wanted in the world, all I have to do is be confident enough and go and make it happen. And I would, which is a complete delusion. All I did was boast my ego into some grandiose facade <laughs> that believed it had control, but really it didn't. So unconditional love. Uh, I'm still rambling. That's okay. Okay, what else we have? So the next thing is our focus. So if you ask, what are you doing in life, right? If life is a game, what is that game about? You know, what's your focus in it? And this can be on all kinds of levels. You can play a small game, a big game, a game throughout your entire life, a game for a week, Whatever it is, it's about your focus. What is your path? What do you have faith in that is in your highest good to do, right? To engage in. If we're just expressing beings, how do you want to express? Um, I use my path, 
what I have faith is in the highest good for me to take on as a journey in this lifetime right now is to create this community for teens and young adults in the virtual world for collaboration and creation and, you know, um, problem solving. That's what I want to do. That's my path. That's my focus. So if anybody's like, ugh, what's Amelyn doing? Ugh, she's still working on her community. <laughs> it gives my life meaning. Now, um, I do have smaller purposes too, or paths, right? So that might be my path, um, in essence, as my life. If I would give my life a path, that would be it, okay? But if I want to give my um, self like a goal focus or a challenge focus, those could be paths too, as long as I have faith they're in my highest good. So let's talk about, um, like for instance, my nutrition and my flesh suit. Yes, I understand that they play with my mind and with my heart and with my soul. So I need to take care of them. But that's a journey for me. It's still a path that I know it's in my highest good. So the path that I know with my um, physical is I know that the breathing is central. I know that movement, in, in intuitive movement like yoga, um, uh, like lifting, I like to lift, but being in the, the muscle when it lifts, right? That intuitive movement is important. I understand that the nutrition that I eat is, is, is it nourishing me or is it just feeding my dopamine that, that it's important to do. I understand the cold water. <laughs> I don't want to do it. I understand that's in my highest good. Now, how do I know I have faith? It be it from my studies my experience, whatever, but those are right for Amalyn. I don't think they're right for everybody. I don't think everybody's going to Wim Hof it with breathing and jumping water. I don't do it now because I'm scared to death of it and it hurts, but I'm, I know it's where I'm going. I know that's what I need to, you know, train to because I have faith that it's in the highest good for this flesh suit to, to be woken up like that. Um, okay. So whatever it is, maybe it's about your kids. Your kids are your path, right? They're, you know, it's in your highest good to be the best parent and provider you can to the future generation and to mold, you know, human expressions. Um, great. You know, that's in your highest good. You could spend your lifetime doing that, but maybe you have another path too, or focus of you make, I don't know, washing machine widgets, and you're always inventing different ways for them to work or repairing old washing machines. It could be very, very simple what you do or very complex, but know that it's in your highest good. What this leads to is you live a life that you choose, right? If you set that path, it is a chosen path. It's not given to you. If you set that path, then you will continue to walk it through all the struggles, which is what comes with the path is surrender. Okay, so surrender is where you have to give up everything that's contradictory to that path and lean into it. Um, it's not just a, okay, it's done. It's a journey. That path is walking. Like, um, let's use my flesh suit journey. Um, I've, throughout my entire life, I've been extremely athletic to, you know, powerlifting and CrossFit and, you know, eating very clean to, I don't even think I have a body and I don't ever think about it. So there's a big, a big journey in that. And each time that I'm able to snap into um, what serves me is when I'm focused on the journey and I surrender anything contrary. Because it's the true surrender which moves us quicker down that path, right? 
Um, if we're slow, it's because we're giving in to all the uh, distractions. It just takes longer, which there's no right answer either to like time. Oof, if I haven't learned anything, it's that a lot of things are out of our control. And sometimes time is just an unfolding but you continuously focusing on the journey that you have faith is in your highest good, gives you purpose to live. You understand you're here to express, grow, and contribute, and you'll do it in that way, okay? Um, and then surrender anything that's conflicting with it. The other thing I have is a white light that goes through me, and this is alignment. I see a white light that kind of goes from the middle of the earth all the way up into the sky. And um, alignment for me is in that divinity again of nature. There is a balance when everything, you know, works perfectly together. And so I'm trying to find amylin expression balance. I like extremes. I like to feel things intensely. Um, not the bad ones. I know that sounds weird, but <laughs> I like the extreme of joy and I don't like pain. So um, I'm always trying to find the balance between, okay, it's, it's one thing to feel good all the time, but the contrast is how we get to the good, right? The true good is by getting through those contrasts. So that's alignment. I just try to bring everything into a balance, not the extremes, a balance. It's a response, not a reaction. Uh, what else? What else do I have? Right between my eyebrows, I have what I call the space of creation. It's just where I focus when I um, am doing my inner work. Here's how it shows up for me. My inner work is pictures and feelings, and it's almost like somebody's guiding me. So it could be my unconscious. It could be, you know, whatever is the unknown. But it's just, I go in, I have like faith that it's in my highest good to do. And I just go with it. I'm just a willing participant. I'm surrendering into the information that's coming to me. And to do that, sometimes I have to remove my ego. So visually, I see my ego as a candle with a flame on it. And I remove it back through my body and over to the right. And I set it down because your ego is nothing more than a paperclip of all of the, the habits, the thoughts, the programming, you know, everything that makes you who you are today. But remember that you're the one creating who you are today because tomorrow you could be something different. So your ego is that shell of who you are in this physical world, I guess. You know, your beliefs, your patterns, your body, everything that you are at this moment. Consider that like your ego. Well, I want to remove that out of the way because I want to have space for what can come in. And my ego wants to preserve that which was. So I just make an intention to move it out of the way so I don't argue. It still comes back every once in a while because those programs are strong. But then I just gently remove it again. All right. And I do all this in the present moment because our memories are nothing more than um, thoughts and programmings that we change based on where we are when we pull that memory up. Right. So we we manipulate our our memories based on where we are today in our understanding of that event. So um, they're not real. You know, <laughs> the, the event was real, but our memories of it are just an illusion of the past that we're constantly manipulating in our head. And unfortunately, I don't like to admit this, but it's true that the future is the same. The future is nothing more than a projection of my imagination, of how I would like things to be. 
Now, a lot of times, the only thing I can project into the future is that which I experienced in the past, you know, configured, reconfigured, and changed. But um, the now allows new information in, right? So if the old information is just being changed and the new information is really just old information being projected, then the new information is in the now, the present moment. That's why everybody's trying to get towards being present, be in the now, everything with meditation. It's be in the present moment because that's when it happens. Everything else is just, I guess, mental games, you could call it that. So in the present moment, I do that by using four, seven, eight breaths. I breathe in for a count of four, hold it for a count of seven, and breathe out for a count of eight. It's a mindfulness technique, actually from a doctor that um, Weiss, that is from the University of Arizona. Um, but I use his techniques to just calm my mind, stop my thoughts, and get me focused in on that breath, which is in the now. So I'm going to do that now, and then I'm going to go into um, that space and just see what comes up today. I'm not struggling with something, so I'm always interested in what would come up when I'm not struggling. When I'm struggling, I get answers to deal with what I'm struggling with. But when I'm not, then I'm like, ooh, what could possibly come up now? And sometimes it's cool information, and sometimes it reveals a struggle that I'm not, um, I don't know, focused on or, or I've, I've pushed down. I'm not aware of. I'm avoiding. I'm detached from whatever it is. All right, let me take a, a drink of my coffee, and then I'll get in. Ah, oh, so good. I got my coffee to oil you back. That taster's choice stuff was not good. All right, here we go. Four, seven, eight breaths. <sighs> Breathing is so good, though. Roots deep into the earth. Ground me. All right. So my unconditional love got you there. Got focus on my path. Willing to surrender to anything that conflicts with that path. Alignment and balance. Okay. I'm going to remove my ego. And I'm going to look in this space of creation. This place just right between my eyebrows. And I'm going to ask what's in our highest good to know today. And I always say our because I'm trying to program my brain to not think just about Amelin. To think about anything that I do in my existence impacts others. So it is my desire, my intention that what I do is going to be in the greatest good of us all. Okay. So what is in our highest good? And then I look. Okay, so I'm looking at um, a two by four on a sawhorse. Ooh, I'm I'm so impressed. I know what a sawhorse is. <laughs> There's this like wooden contraption that looks, you know, like four legs, and a and the the two by four is right between them, and it's something to be cut or measured. So they're making something. Um, ugh, right away I'm getting an anxiety because I, I've done this process trying to make a chicken coop in the back, and, I mean in the past when I was in the shed, and I'm seeing 
what my frustration was is so I have a vision. It's a picture, right? But creating in this world is different than just aligning with that picture because I can have the picture in my head, but I need to have the skills in order to build what I'm building to line up with that picture. And when I was making the chicken goop, I didn't have any skills. Well, I understood the process. So I knew that I had to measure and line up things and nail them and all of this, but um, it was the cutting, the details of the measurements that frustrated me and I abandoned, <laughs> I abandoned the details and just said, you know what, I'm just going to make this. And I just cut without the ruler and the, the pencils and all the tools, you know, like I, my brother-in-law is a, um, not a carpenter, but his dad and him made a lot. So he's, he's got building in his, his blood somehow, right? He's done it enough. He knows all the details and he does it in such a, a technological strategic way. And, and it wasn't sitting right for me. You know what I mean? Like I was getting frustrated every second. Um, I, I just feel it. I could feel what that was like in trying to follow the right way. <laughs> I, I see that. The right way is the way that everybody else has done it. So it's kind of like a pottery class, right? When they teach you, like there's millions of years of pottery making in studies that people can gather and then they show you because they've done it and they're like, hey, here's how you do it. Go A, then B, then C. My being doesn't like that. When I see the a plus B plus C, then do this, do this. I'm like, no, must do it my way. <laughs> that doesn't work with chicken coops. So what happened with the chicken coop is it ended up being a franken coop or something. It wasn't level. There were some um, of the wood was on the outside, like nailed to the outside. And some of them were nailed to the inside, meaning like the cross beams. So it was just like this big mess. And it never did get completed. <laughs> All right. So what is the, I, I feel this and, and here's the emotions that are coming up for me. First, I do have a little bit of guilt and disappointment. Oh, I'm going to sit in that. <sighs> okay. So the guilt and disappointment are coming up from Guilt because I've been told my whole life, just do what you're told. Just do the way you were shown. Just follow the instructions. Just, you know what I mean? Like, <sighs> so there's this, um, it's almost like feeling trapped. That in order to create that which I want to create. <sighs> that I must do what others have done, right? And what comes up in that fear, I'm trying to talk through this like the clump feeling in my throat. It's like <laughs> squeezing it, you know? Um, okay, so here's my belief system that might be triggering this emotion. That when I'm asked to follow what other people are doing, that I'm creating what they have envisioned. And I'm not allowing for my expression to be shown. But 
On the other side of it, I also see the ineffectiveness of that creation, meaning it does not actually make that which is in my vision to do it without listening to the ways that have been done. Does that make sense? So it's like my, um, hold on. So that like childlike creative energy wants to just go play and doesn't want to stop and learn instructions first and doesn't want to be, um, made to play the game of another. That's what it feels like. It's like I have this vision of what I want to play. I want to play this game. I really, really do. Yet, everything's in my experience is telling me your game doesn't work in this world. You need to play our game. And I know that that frustration comes up because deep down inside, I know that's not true. You know what I mean? It's like a frustration because it's like, how could this be? Well, that's like an illusion, I guess. It's my this or that. It's my extremes rather than the balanced in the middle. All right. So are they, sh okay. So I felt this emotion. I felt this, um, I guess what it is, it's a separation between my doing and my desire. It's not even my being, it's my desires. And then, okay, so let me just breathe into this and see. I see the dilemma. What does it mean? What can we do? Okay, what's up with this? Following the directions of others to create in this world in the way that they have created in the past in order to get the vision that I see in the future. Okay, so I think this comes down to one thing, and I just saw it in like a second, is I have more faith in myself than I do in others. Oh, wow. And if we get even beneath that, because I do not have faith in other people. There's this, um, I guess, kernel of pain that if I would label the belief or say it out loud, I'm trying to get to it because I can feel it, but it's like, okay, so if I do what other people tell me is the way to go, then they're actually just trying to get me to do what they want me to do. And it's not about me, right? So it's like, I don't have confidence or it's faith, right? Because when I look at it, I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> that if I do, if I play your game, then yes, you're going to win, but I'm going to be forgotten in that game. All right, so they're asking me to take the people out because I'm looking at people and that's bringing up emotion. Okay, I'm going to... All right, so let's look at it as an instruction manual. It's not a human. There is a human that created it, but it's not like a human that can manipulate me in any way, right? It's just data. And I can get that data and use that data how I desire. Okay. So let's pull out the instruction. So <laughs> I'm sitting at this like sawhorse now and all this wood is around and I have the instructions for how to build the chicken coop. And it's like, okay, 
So read the instructions. Right away, I feel it inside of me. I'm like, well, let's just get started. I don't want those instructions. I don't want to use those pictures. I want to use the pictures in my head. All right, can we do it just in an exercise of, of experience? Okay, so <laughs> I'm resisting. I'm like, no, this is what shows up. This is why I don't want to use textbooks, right? I don't want to do the journals in the back of the book. I don't want to do that. It's like I don't want to force people through something that somebody's created. Okay, what's my, my meaning behind it? Okay, I think, too, it has to do with intent of creation. I don't have faith that things that exist were created to help the individual. I think that there was an ulterior motive, like either to make money or to just move action or to, yeah. So I'm, I'm seeing, man, I really don't have any connection to the outside world. <laughs> I'm like such in resistance to everything here. The people that have done it before, the, the instructions I have done, I'm like, no, I just want to create on my own. Like not on my own, but of my own visions, you know? All right, I'm going to take a breath and sit with this because I'm being asked to look deeper. Hold on. Okay, so it is, I don't have unconditional love in this aspect because right away I'm going into the experience judging everything. This is not the way to do it. I don't want to do it this way. This isn't, you know, it's like I'm going in and I'm seeing that which I don't want rather than seeing that which is the potential of it. Oh, I'm negating it even before I go into the experience. It's that core belief I have that if I follow the instructions of others, then I'm just going to be used as a pawn to do more of what they have created. And I'm not going to have the space within to create what I want to create. So I have this if or, you know, um, this extreme, what do you call that? False choice between the two. Okay, so how do I create with others? Okay, so right away, the, my default is almost a narcissistic way, right? So I see the gifts of others, and I'm like, well, just bring those gifts into what I want to create. So, but that's me wanting to take from them that which is valuable to me, and then leave the messiness of them behind, okay? Oh, you know what? I just saw a kind of ugliness of this. I don't like um, this way of creation, yet when I go to create, that's what I do to others. It's like this thing that I see in me, oh, this thing that I see as wrong in the world is actually what is in me that I see as wrong. Oh, wow. Okay, so it's like... Mm. It's like the micro of the macro. Okay, so if I if I get into the micro, I can understand it on the big picture. Let's Okay, so just straight reading what's coming up is first of all, no, I don't trust. I don't have um uh, So here's what I do. I believe I should trust, right? I know it would be in my highest good to trust. But I have an old programming that has built up that says trusting is what gets you um, off your path and on the path of somebody else. It's again, it's like um, losing my identity by playing their game is what I feel. 
I lose my identity by playing their game. So how do I not do that? Keep my identity when I play any game. Oh, that's okay, but duh. Okay, so keep my center no matter what game I go into. They want me to build this coop. I'm like looking. It's like I'm standing in a backyard and I'm, I got all the parts around me and it's like, well, just get to work. And I'm like, no, no, I'm such in resistance. I'm just standing here and going, I don't want to do it the way you tell me. <laughs> okay, just feel it. Keeps going in my head is if I build this, it will be what you want me to build. Okay, so what if I just build what I want to build by following these instructions? I didn't make those instructions, so therefore, how do I have faith that they're going to actually get me where I want to go? Mm. So here's the core belief. I believe just from what I've experienced in my life or the meaning I've made in my life, that humans create processes and instruction books and, 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 you know, narratives to get people to follow them where they want to go. Wherever they have gone, they want other people to go there. And that's not my way, that's their way. Ooh, or the followers that are, I don't have very, I don't have a lot of respect for people that follow those instructions without having their own expression. It's like just get in line and do what you're told is what I'm, but all of this is coming out of a chicken coop. I don't, okay, wait, much deeper, much deeper belief systems are kind of becoming aware and, and I can let them go. Okay, so just looking at this is, I don't have faith in following anything. So, and I think this has to do with religion growing up, right? It's like following something that people tell you is what you're supposed to do, but brings you such pain. It's like, um, ah, it's like, uh, that's the foundation, I think. I don't have faith that that which people tell me is in my greatest good, people tell me is in my greatest good to follow because I've done it in the past and it has been in my demise, not my greatest good. So I don't have faith in people anymore to follow their instructions. In all of my life, it's like permeated every pore of my being is a resistance to following other people. Okay, so how does this um, hinder me? So it's like, well, obviously the chicken coop isn't built. <laughs> That's what, you know, what I'm trying to build is not being built. Um, what else? It's like I'm standing with my arms stretched straight out to everybody, like this um, distance, right? So it's a matter of, like, you stay back there. Like,
Okay. So I'm just like feeling into this. It's like all these other, um, I don't know how to say it. Like, I guess memory clips of when I felt this, when it happened are all coming up. So I'm seeing all the different ways that I have pushed other I mean, it's not like one individual, right? It's just the way I see the world. So anybody that comes within a certain distance of me and says, hey, come with me, let's do this, I immediately push my hand out and say, whoa, we're only going down my path. If we start going down your path, that's all you. I'm not going. You know, it's like, um, I'll play, but I always play when I'm in control. And it's because I don't really have faith in the other person no matter who they are it's not even like one individual it's just the uh, like maybe it's that in me that manipulative part of humanity right where you use other humans it's that that I know I do I don't trust that everybody else isn't doing the same thing Okay. So when these things come up, like in my inner vision, like what I'm seeing is, is just kind of like sit with this. It's almost being like, I don't know if this was a virtual reality game. It's like stepping into it and being immersed in this lack of faith of others and in this need to control and in this it's pain and it's old pain. It's like childhood pain. You know what I mean? It's like um, raw. It's it's not now. Nothing's happening now for these emotions. This is inside old stuff. So do I just like let it go or take some breaths? Am I okay to let it go? Um, intellect. <laughs> they knew I was going to go there. So the first step for me before I get something on the inside is to get it mentally. So intellectually, I see this. I understand this, I get the logic, and I get all of that. But emotionally, I'm still very vulnerable. So it's almost like saying like, okay, this is it, I see it, I got clarity on it, but it's like, okay, do you want to heal this? And I, <laughs> I don't know if I'm ready. Like, the, there's this image of me as a little girl that always comes up when I'm like apprehensive of, or when I lack courage, right? At the moment, it's like, I'm, I don't know, like six, seven years old. And I'm like in a, um, in a huddle, like sitting on the ground with my knees pulled up to my chest, my arms around my knees and my head turned into them, you know? So I turned into this little ball and it's like, just go away. I just want everything to go away. And that's just like the sign I'm not ready. <sighs> Yuck, I don't like those emotions. <sighs> okay. So I'm just sitting in it. 
Okay, so bring in the unconditional love. That's that, you know, when you go through an emotion on the inside, it's like, it's felt. <laughs> I can feel these emotions on every aspect of my being. Even though nothing's happening now that caused these emotions, they're still in me. So to feel them, it's like, just <sighs> let them process through, I guess, is what it is, is I'm just feeling them now. <sighs> It's like the screaming voice from a little girl that's just like, I do not trust you, period. <sighs> okay. Okay, so the, um, the emotions have kind of guess gone the way the image is the same in my head it's just not as emotionally charged like all the you know intense feelings have kind of been processed through and so I'm standing here so obviously I don't ha I don't have a trust of humanity that it's in my highest good to play with them and like I do in terms of I, I think it's intellectually like I get it humans are not bad or good humans just are right but I guess I still believe that humans are manipulative, right? That they use other people to get their needs met. But I only see that because I know that I do that on my own. Now I'm trying to not intentionally do that, but I, I still have that programming that, that thinks me first. And I guess here's the thing that I'm getting on this is the importance of in creating this community that there is this, I trust you, I feel safe here. I know that if I follow your directions, I'm not going to be used as energy for your creation, but that I'm creating something for my benefit as well. I don't, yeah, mm, I, I cannot get this for the community unless I learn it for myself. And it's this whole thing is how do you play with others and how do you have faith to follow the footsteps of another and not think that you're being indoctrinated or programmed or controlled or manipulated to fulfill the vision of somebody else that may not be in your highest good because you haven't seen the benefits from it. So it's just a matter of finding faith in some part of humanity that I could. Uh, <laughs> it's still that me versus you division, right? Because I'm always thinking like, oh, I'll just find somebody or, or some way that I can experiment doing what I'm told, right? So just following in. But then I can do that if I think it's for me. But I can't do that if it's for another. Ugh, that, see, that doesn't even sound good. But, <laughs> but it's there, right? So as long as I can manipulate the narrative that what I'm doing is going to benefit me in some way, then I can find a way to do it. 
But if I am just being used as a cog in a machine for somebody else's benefit, there's nothing in my being that wants to contribute to that. But what if that machine is in the highest good? Like, what if I'm a part of a whole that's in the highest good? Well, I believe that's what I'm doing anyway. If I'm following my intention, if I'm in alignment, if I'm expressing that which is, you know, going through me and growing and connecting, then yes, that will be whatever I do. Oh, whatever I do will be in the highest good, if my intention is. is my, my intention is not always in the highest good. Ugh. I don't like seeing these things. Okay, so I get it. So when I go out into the world, I'm thinking in my own mind is how can I how can I win with this? But I'm not thinking how does this contribute to you? How am I contributing to you? I'm thinking how can I get what I need from this? Yuck. It's so very clear. It's like, you know, like if you got a PowerPoint and bullet points, there it is. But the experience of it and the internal uh, switching is really difficult. And I don't think I have to do anything today. It's just telling me to sit with this. Um, at least the rawness of the emotion is gone, right? That, that gurgled up. But I could still feel the, um, once the emotion leaves, there's a space, right? And the space, I need to put something in it. And it's like, okay, am I going to put my old thing of only Amelin knows the way and I can't follow anybody else and they're all manipulating me and this is all a, <laughs> a Truman show kind of thing? Or is it a matter of have faith that anything I do will be in my highest good if I do it with the intention and the um, desire to connect and all that? Okay. All right. So I guess I'm just going to sit with this one today. I did not expect this to come up. I was thinking, oh, I don't have any struggles, so everything will be dandy. Well, surprise, surprise, surprise. Okay. So um, I'm just going to sit with this until the next time and see what comes up throughout the day and go spend some time with my family. And um, yeah, just process, just let it process within me. <laughs>